Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Today we have a guest episode. This is one of the ones that I'm really excited about. I, I have particular guest episodes where I just spend weeks in advance, kind of with so much anticipation and so much excitement. Um, this beautiful soul, we have sat here for the last half an hour already talking before hitting <laughs> record. It went so, so fast. <laughs> I would love, love, love to welcome on the beautiful Caitlin Carehart. Welcome to the podcast, Caitlin. Hi, thanks for having me. So Caitlin is a gorgeous 3-5 emotional manifester, which I know is going to resonate with a lot of you because there's a lot of that energy type around. Um, she is a world-renowned astrologer, an intuitive numerologist. She is a singer-songwriter, and she is also the author of a book, Phenomenally, You Are Cosmic Code, which is essential numerology, right? A guide to numerology. Yes, it's an intro to numerology book. I am so thrilled to have you on and to share your genius. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Wow, what an intro. You know what's funny is that because I do so many things, people actually mistake me for a manifesting generator. <laughs> right. Yeah, you were naming yeah. all those things off and I started to be like, oh God, I do way too many things. <laughs> was like but it just flows so naturally right I wonder if other manifestors listening maybe feel that way where they're like I have so much creativity and so many creative urges um but obviously we're not operating as a manifesting generator we're initiating right I feel I feel that all the time I think uh we think that because we don't have the generator component part of us that we'll be more streamlined like we'll be more focused and not do as much like a manifestor in alignment does a lot yeah, when we come out into a creative yeah. urge, we do a lot. And those creative urges are really diverse and they'll take us in many, many different directions. So I think that that, that quality of kind of being like that jack of all trades, right? Like I've got a lot of things in my yeah. hat. We claim it for the MGs, but actually it's because they've got like that manifest spirit in them. It's the manifest totally. quality that allows that. Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, I love all of the hats that you wear. I love it. <laughs> Can you tell us about, we know you're a 3-5 emotional manifester. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us um, kind of how you fell into human design? How did human design find you? Oh, man. This was so many years ago. So I was living in LA and one of my girlfriends, this must have been like 20, 2015, which this was like not when human design or even astrology was really trending. And I remember her being like, oh my God, do you know human design? Like, 
this guy channeled it. And the way she explained it to me was that he like channeled it from aliens and like all this stuff. And I'm like, what girl, what are you talking about? Um, but I ended up looking it up at the time and there really weren't that many human design, like readers, there wasn't even that much online. Um, I think the only person that I could find who was doing it back then was Jenna Zoe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's a projector. Yep. Yep. Um, and so I like found her website and then I like did some Googling and I found out I was a manifester. And when I started reading just the description about, it, I was like, so awestruck. I was like, oh my God, this is me. And this makes so much sense, especially because we were talking before we started recording, just like how impactful our energy is on people. And growing up, I, I noticed that I had an impact on people just from walking into a room, mm-hmm. um, and I'd always get really strong reactions. I also have that five line, you know, so projections, but I always thought something was wrong with me. And the more that I like became spiritual and delved into all the tools, but especially human design and understood like the manifestor's aura, the more I was like, oh, okay. And it was just so healing because I felt like I could, instead of looking at it as something that was like a hindrance, I could look at it as like a superpower that we have, mm. you know, that we're just like so powerful and we are here to um, do really big things, right? It, like encouraged me, especially when I was in a, in a place in my life where I didn't, you know, my self-esteem, my self-love wasn't like quite built up where it is now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was kind of the first thing that stood out to you specifically about your own design? Well, the three, five situation um, definitely was big because you know, my whole life, I feel like I've done so many things. And I kind of joke that like the three, five is like failing my way towards success. And I don't <laughs> like to use the word failure because I think it's all just experience. Right. But it's like for a lot of my like teens and early twenties, I felt like everything I tried, I failed at, right. Like I was signed to record labels and then dropped multiple times. Like I had relationships and like, they would break up, like all these like crazy life experiences that were just like, you know, I I never knew how I felt about anything until I just did it. And then I would do it and I'd be like, wait, this isn't working for me. Or again, the universe would come in and be like, nope, you're going to be dropped from this label. And I just didn't understand why it felt like I was kind of always in a little bit of this like chaos, like this like storm energy. Right. Um, so that, and then also just understanding that manifestors are non-sacral beings and we live in a, in a sacral world. Mm. And it's like, I always felt out of place. I always felt like I didn't fit in. Even when people liked me, I was like, I don't fit in here. I didn't know why. Like, and I feel like uncovering that part and then also accepting that I get exhausted pretty easily. Like it just made me love myself more. Right. I mean, I'm sure you felt that too, that when you understood you're a manny, like it helps you to be like, oh my God, I can just accept me. Yeah, I think that's definitely a space. I love that you pick up on the the non-sacral elements of it, right? Because, I mean, manifestors have this kind of unique nuanced experience of being non-sacrals because yes, we're non-sacrals just like projectors and reflectors. And so we get this real kind of difference, right? This like we're Mm -hmm. strange and we're a little bit unusual and we can't keep up with everybody. And we also get really physically exhausted by being around everyone. But manifestors also have the uniqueness of that energy cycle as well, whereas Mm. our projectors and reflectors can really manage that energy daily, right? Projectors do so well by having a nap 
every day. Reflectors do yeah. really well by just taking long periods of time away from people. Um, whereas manifestors, we run on just the most wild, insane, unpredictable energy cycle that is it's out of our control. We don't know when we will go into a rest cycle, how long it will be, how deep it will be, what we need to experience there. We have no idea when the creative cycle is going to come back. I mean, I tried to guess it. I've tried. (laughs) I spent many years trying to guess it. I feel like it's not consistent though. It's not consistent. It's not consistent. It's all over the place. And uh, we have no example really to look to, to see why that occurs or or that it's normal at all I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us tend to go through life experiences feeling like there must be physically something wrong with us right like we get you know misdiagnosed with things just because we've got this weird way of using our energy that no one gets and we're not seeing Mm. anywhere else and yeah I I wish that was spoken about more in the aspects of non-sacral that there's variations among us even as oh, non-sacrals, yeah. right? We, we don't all operate the same. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting that like you're bringing this up now because, um, you know, like it's one thing to know that you're a manifester, but it's also like another thing to like live by your design and take it really seriously. Oh, right? for sure. Yes. <laughs> and um, I actually had, after I wrote my book and I was just working so hard and it was like during COVID um, lockdowns and all these things. And I was like living at my parents' house. Both of them are generators. Um, there was just a lot happening. And I was pushing myself really hard. I ended up having a massive burnout, mm-hmm. massive, massive, massive. And I went into the most wild rest cycle of my life where like, because I was burned out, I had pushed myself too hard. Um, you know, I like physically, mentally, emotionally, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't work. Like, I don't know if you've gotten to that point as a manifester. I'm sure you have at some point in your life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of us have. And, um, I remember sitting and trying to type an email and I just broke down crying because my brain physically could not. Right. It was that intense. And so I went into a literal seven month rest cycle Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's not that I did absolutely nothing, but I did like the absolute bare minimum had to like stop a lot of things. Luckily I had some um, money in my savings, so I didn't have to like push as much. Right. I felt supported in that way, but, um, I actually like really started taking being a manifester seriously then. And I remember that's when I really was like checking out your channel a lot because you would talk about the rest cycles and like that you have, like you have to fully rest in them. You can't come out too soon. Um, and have one of those false starts. And it was just like, so supportive to have that, that messaging from you of just like, I'm a manifester and I pushed myself way too hard and I need to rest now. And like, it helped me to not feel down on myself about it and to just be Mm. like, okay, this is what needs to happen. And then trusting that the creativity would come back. Yeah, the burnout is a very real thing, very, very real thing for us. And um, I like to think of it kind of almost systematically, right, like mechanically. If if you have pushed yourself so far beyond your energy capacity and your energy limit, you're going to need to take at least that time again to recoup what you've lost, often double, right? It takes double the time to pull back out of that. And then you're going to have to serve your rest cycle after that. So in the end, it's actually just not worth it. It's not, no, it's and not now worth it. I don't, 
Now it's like, I honor the cycle so much. And like, if I feel myself starting to even feel slightly burned out, it's like, nope, got to rest. Sorry, everybody. Like, I can't make it tonight. I can't work. Like we got to do whatever we can as manifestors to preserve our energy. Otherwise we're not actually able to live in our design. We're not able to like create and initiate in this world, which is like the most magical thing. I know. And I don't know about you, but I've actually found it's all right doing that. People respond fine. I think we have this big fear of it's that sacral conditioning that says, Oh no, I can't slow down and I can't stop. And what would people think? And will I still be accepted? And what if I miss out on things? And actually when social media, right. But then when we honor it, I think we realize like, Oh, no biggie. It's actually, Mm -hmm. it's actually fine. Like things really just do wait for you. They will just stop and wait. And the more ownership you have over that need for yourself, the more people around you will just become supportive of that and accepting Mm -hmm. of that. It starts with self-ownership. It always starts with self-ownership. And And I think like you can sometimes, I I used to do this. I don't know if you did where I would think like, oh, well, if I'm resting and I'm not working, then I'm like falling behind in some way, or I'm being left behind. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I know that as like manifestors, we can do like it's like literally we can do like the work of like a month and like two hours when we have an urge. So it's like, it's all going to like kind of make up. Right. And it's like, what is time anyways? Like we're kind of just floating on a rock, like through space, you know, it's like, why am I really going to get my ego caught up in this? Right. So it's like really leaning into just like, I'm a manifester. I must rest. Like I know the repercussions of not resting and like having that language is so, so powerful and such a game changer. Yep. Yep. My undefined root center is just so happy with your undefined root center being like, time is nothing. What is time? It's an, <laughs> it's, it's an illusion. It's just fluffy clouds in the sky. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It actually really doesn't matter. And it does, it all balances out. It all balances yeah, out. Exactly. In the end. It's just a different methodology of going about it. That's all. So the, the, more we can give ourselves permission and actually joy in that saying, yeah. This is who I am and I'm not going to be apologetic for it and I'm not going to be ashamed about it. I'm just going to live in alignment with this. Then mm-hmm. it eventually sort of becomes a non-issue, right? It's oh, like, yeah. Well, you start to learn to enjoy it in a really weird way, which is crazy yeah. because like if you had told me a couple of years ago that I would be at this place of like prioritizing peace, you know, and just like letting myself rest, I would have been like, what? No way. But it's just like, you, you get to that point where you just really, really trust the universe. Like, have you ever seen that meme? That's like, do you ever trust the universe so much? You don't give a fuck. It's like like that feeling of like, whatever, I don't care. Like I'll be taken care of some way, somehow. Thanks universe. Yeah. I genuinely look forward to my rest cycles now when I'm coming out of a rest cycle, a creative cycle, sorry. And I can feel it. I'm like, thank God. Like, let's go back to the rest. (laughs) I like that place. <laughs> it's real comfortable and I don't have to do much. <laughs> Take me back. Right? Yeah. Binging Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I'm like, I've done a lot of work. I, I'm finished now. Let's, let's go back yeah. to resting. <laughs> Can you tell us a bit about your work? We've touched on it a little bit that you do. Um, you're a singer songwriter. You do astrology, numerology. You're an author. How, how does that all come together? How did you come to this journey of all of these kind of really significant parts of what you do? And how do you navigate holding all of those different elements? Mm. So, yeah, 
Well, I've been a musician since I was five years old Mm -hmm. and that was like the only dream I ever had. But of course, like as a manifester who suffered extreme conditioning growing up, I didn't believe in myself and I was told I could never be a musician and all these things. Um, But I did eventually find my way to to being a professional musician while I was at university in New York City and I got signed to a label. Um, So I was working as a musician for a while, like a long time. Um, but I went through like the typical artistic struggle of, you know, being signed and dropped, signed and dropped and having bands break up. And, you know, there's also just a lot of toxicity in the entertainment industry, but especially music. Um, and so there's a lot of things that, that happened that kind of messed with my Mm self-esteem, made me feel like I wasn't good enough. And through all of that, I was kind of led down this spiritual journey because I kept hitting all these like brick walls. Maybe that's my like three, five experience, but I just kept having all these, these ups and downs. And I'm like, what the hell? Like there was no like stability within myself and I didn't have like a spiritual practice. And so it's a really long story how I had my sort of spiritual awakening, but that happened. And, you know, so I started to like kind of veer into that industry, but I was still working as a musician in New York and kind of juggling like another like part-time job. And I remember one day I had a dream and I saw like a, like a spirit guide, like some spirit come to me in the dream. That was like, it it said to me, find the numbers, follow the numbers. And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what it was, but it was one of those voices that like woke me up and like, wouldn't let me go to sleep. So, um, long story short, I woke up, discovered numerology by Googling like numbers, spiritual numbers, and had my first numerology reading. And, um, that changed everything. I was like, Oh my God, like finally something that really makes sense for me. And so while I was still working as a musician, I became obsessed with numbers, like obsessed with numerology. It was like my biggest passion. I'm sure you probably had that with human design before you became, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, and so I, uh, was doing charts all the time for people. Just like, it was my absolute obsession for like two years um, while I was still kind of like struggling a bit in music and, um, yeah, I remember one day someone was like, can I pay you for a reading? And I was like, what, Like, (laughs) you're going to pay me for something I would do for free. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. I literally felt like I was stealing from them. I'm like, Oh oh my God, you're going to, and it was like, a good amount of money too. You know, I was like, Oh my God, you know, cause at the time I was this like struggling musician in LA and um, I'd moved from New York to LA anyways. So all these, these magical things started happening in numerology. I ended up building a business completely word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about it on Instagram. I had no website. It was just like, I would give a reading to someone and they'd recommend like five people. And then I'd give readings to them and they'd recommend five people. And it just kept growing and growing and growing until one day Penguin Random House found me to write a book, hmm. which is just like so shocking to me. And I, at my first response was like, no one's going to read this like, <laughs> because <laughs> nobody knew what numerology was like even two yeah. years ago, it's, it's definitely trending more. Um, and so you know, this whole time I was doing music, um, but also like numerology started to kind of be this thing that was so effortless and was supporting my life. And then was actually giving me the freedom to, you know, 
invest in my music without having to like sign to a label and kind Mm -hmm. of be owned or, you know, not be able to have full creative control, which as a manifester is essential to my being. So, you know, I was growing kind of both these careers and um, yeah, it's been really interesting just to see how the two have somehow blended together, but you know, like numerology kind of informs every single thing that I do in my life. Um, I live my life entirely by the numbers and, you know, we do live in a numeric system and, you know, I, I literally, there's a lot that's happened in my life as a three, five, but I literally went from being homeless, broke. I had no prospects at all to a best-selling author with Penguin Random House and a signed musician in two years, just by following my numbers. And <laughs> damn, it, that's a good it, testimony. <laughs> right yeah, there, no. Yeah. And I, and it's so I believe in it so much and I've helped others manifest like crazy things too, just by, by doing that. And, you know, now it's like, I, it's so funny because a lot of people either think what I'm doing is brilliant that I do both or that like, you know, a lot of people tell me for like branding purposes, I need mm. to divide the two and all these things. But for me, it's like, why can't I just be Caitlin Carehart? And like, these are just things that fall under the umbrella of like who I am because I am equal parts, you know, numerologist, spiritual person as I am musician. Like these are the loves of my life. It's like, it's so interesting that people try and kind of put you in a box. It's like, are you just one thing? You know, like even you, like, yes, you're a human design expert and a manifestor expert and this facilitator, but you're also a mom and a wife and all the other things that you are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of feel like I just look at it now and it's taken me a while to get to this place of just like, it's just me. And I'm so passionate about helping people and, you know, numerology and music are the same to me. They're just ways to heal, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. but different ways, different paths. I love that. It's, it's like a surrender to the energy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to be labeled. I don't need to be in a box. I don't even need to be on a specific path. I can, I can just sort of ride the current of whatever is energetically coming through me. And as long as I can do that, as long as I can trust that, which I do think is very specific to manifestors and not anybody else. But if I can really just ride the current of whatever this damn thing is that's coming through me, it's going to be wildly successful. I, you know, yeah. we, but we rarely see how. We rarely see how it's going to be successful until we sort of reach the end of that crest and realize, oh, Look, look at that. Like, look what just happened in two years. Like yes. <laughs> where I've no, just gone from. I, mean, I couldn't have anticipated that. No, I mean, even before my book came out, I legitimately had a complete meltdown. I was like so scared to be like that vulnerable in that scene. Because like I said, I had built this business, but like even my clients didn't have like my Instagram handle. Like I was just this like, like I was getting a reputation for being this like mystic who understood numbers, you know? Um <laughs> but I was really scared to step out because I'm like, people are going to think I'm crazy. Like people aren't going to get this numerology part of me. Like I was really, really scared. And it's just been so wild to see how like this book changed my life. I mean, it became a bestseller in England and I was on all these morning shows and all these things happened from it. And like, I didn't have to work at all at it. Like it just flowed so well, just like you described. And it was just like, I was just following like my obsession with numerology, which I guess was like my creative urge, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just allowing, 
all the pieces to be initiated around you. We were talking just before yes. we started recording about that that interaction with the universe and you know informing the universe out loud. And mm. I love I love to often these days I didn't used to be so good at it, but these days I'm much better at kind of having that joyful experience of sitting back and just allowing the universal energy, whatever label you want to put on it, really, you know, God, universe, source, angels, guides, ancestors, any of those things, but allowing that energy to orchestrate all of the pieces. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to initiate, I'm going to do my part. I'll follow this and I'll, I'll allow this to be a trust relationship. And then I get to just observe all of these pieces that you bring into place right like I don't have to chase this I don't have to pursue this right and we do have these kind of crazy experiences of like oh look penguin house just found me and asked me to write a book like (laughs) which is crazy which is like actually really crazy (laughs) when I think about it I know and like a lot of my where did they get you (laughs) no they've what they found me through a woman who I was like okay I'm a manifester so I think y'all are gonna get this like I'm not often like a fan or a super fan of, of people. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh, cool. Yeah. I like what you do. You know, I'm pretty mm-hmm. chill, pretty cash. Um, but there's this woman that I was like such a fan of who was like talking about astrology and all these things way before everyone else was. And, um, she never seemed to like me. And I, mm. and I didn't know why, cause I was such a fan. I remember she had an event and I showed up at the event and I brought, it was her birthday that day. And I brought her like donuts and I wrote her this beautiful card of how much she meant to me. And I gave it to her and I was like, Oh my God, I love your stuff. And she's like, Oh, okay. And she just like set it oh. down. And I was like, Oh, I was so crushed. She was the one who actually pinged her in a house, asked her, do you know any millennial numerologist? And she was the one who actually put the intro together, which is crazy. Yes. (laughs) And now I wonder if maybe, you know, it's not that she didn't like me. It's just like as a manifester, because our aura is like, we can't always read how people are perceiving us. And sometimes because we're jarring our energy, like, yeah, but it was so shocking that it came through like that. Yes. I mean, chances are you really could have repelled her too, right? That aura can be so repelling to people. But I think that that we often think that that means that that person or that relationship is discarded. Like, oh, I repelled Mm -hmm. them. It's done. It's over. It's dead. But it's not. Just because you've repelled someone still means they're impacted. They've still been initiated. They can still play a really important part. Um, And I've witnessed people around myself and around other manifestors who are initially repelled and then come back later and they're really magnetized because there's a readiness in them, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, again, I think we just need to kind of throw our hands up in the air and be like, whatever, the aura is going to do what the aura is going to (laughs) do. I can't control it. So I'm just trusting that it's doing something great for everybody, whether you're being magnetized or repelled from it. Yeah, totally. And you know what? Even just like knowing that that's how our aura works, because I think we all have fear when we initiate. It's just like, cause we we're doing yeah. something that hasn't been done before. Like we never know our next step, you know? And I think like with the numerology stuff, like I never in a million years could have imagined that I would be where I am right now. Um, but I think because I was always also working on music that I wasn't as focused on numerology. So I kind of just let it be what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, you know, took off. But, you know, when it comes to initiating, it's just like, it's, you know, there's always that, sorry, I totally lost my train of thought. 
Yeah, I have such a good point to make. And then this like helicopter drove by and I was like, what the hell just happened? Classic manifesto. We're like, if the flow is interrupted, I'm sorry, it's gone. It's, it's Oh my God. What just happened that? though? Did, are you guys hearing the helicopters and the planes? No, nothing. I can't hear anything. Oh my God. It literally just shook the house. Oh my God. You can, you can cut that out. <laughs> You've been fully interrupted in your flow. Oh my god, I had such a good point to make. <laughs> can you can you talk us through numerology? What's kind of the basics of numerology for people who have never encountered it before or perhaps just don't really understand what it's about? Yeah. So numerology, the best way to kind of give a cliff notes version of it is that it's an esoteric branch of uh wisdom, similar to astrology, except instead of using the planets and the cosmos to kind of like, you know inform us we're using numbers right mm-hmm. and there are uh different equations based on your birthday and your name that speak to who you are what you're here to do like your path in this life your strengths your challenges your karma your karmic debt um the themes of each year i mean it's extremely informative um similar to human design and and i do use human design too pretty often with clients um i use all the tools really um but again, numerology is specific to numbers. Mm. So, yeah. And so there are, from my understanding of numerology, which is super, super basic, mm-hmm. um, is that there are kind of these significant numbers in your life that you can look to for information, direction, yes. guidance. But then there's also the aspect, right, of uh, numbers that show up in your life and numbers that you mm-hmm. experience, things like, you know, the number of the house that you live in and seeing repeating oh, yeah. numbers. Address numerology. Right? Yeah. Is there kind of like this duality experience to the numbers? Yeah. And again, it's, it's like human design where it's like, there are the main core things to know, right? So like in numerology, the the most important thing to know is your life path number and then your life destiny number. Mm -hmm. Right. And we talked about this, your life path three, which is all about self-expression, which is so perfect for you. And then (laughs) that's being channeled through the lens of the nine, which is the humanitarian and, you know, really about making the world a kinder, better place. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, there are the like smaller numbers, right? So to like link it to human design, it's like, you know, that you're a three, five manifester, but then there's also knowing the fact that like you have gate 45 and you have a defined throat center, right? It's the same. So numerology, like the numbers are really infinite and it does get very specific. You know, there is address numerology, which is, you know, something people love to talk about. And I really love it too, because it's such a applicable thing to to our daily lives. Um, but there's also like, you know, other really specific ways that you are expressing yourself in this world and how your energy is interacting with the world around you and like the different cycles that you're in with time and things like that, um, that get really just like detailed. And again, it's, it is similar to human design in that way where it's like, you can get the basics and that will be so helpful to know, mm-hmm. but then you can dive really deep. And then you're all, all of a sudden you're learning your variables and, and all these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find, well, firstly on the address numerology, currently what we're going through, you've been so helpful. Like you sent me a couple of posts about address yeah. numerology <laughs> while we're in this process of finding a new house and moving. And, um, just having conversations with my husband, looking back at our previous addresses and the, the numerology on those and the experiences that we had oh, in those yeah. homes. I mean, mind, mind blowing, blowing, 
mind blowing. (laughs) That's what, that's why before we got on this call, I was telling Holly, I'm like, I seriously feel like we live in a matrix. We live in a simulation because it just, numerology is so spot on. And like, you know, again, like I was doing this as an obsession before I was doing it professionally, but what's been really cool about like being more public about it and sharing like an address numerology post is how many people respond back to me being like, Whoa. Yeah. Wow. This is what accurate. The heck? Yes, exactly. And the stories that I've received from people who are like, I received so many messages from people who lived in a house nine and they're like, my pet died. My dad died. This person died. And I'm like, and I, and I said in my address numerology post that like the nine is a time of like death. Like you, you usually don't want to live in a nine. Right. Yeah. So it's really validating and, and really interesting to see like just how on point these are. And it's so nice to hear that, like, you know, you were able to, to look through that and chart that for yourself, but also hopefully that supports you in living in a house that supports what you are manifesting right now and is more supportive to you. Yeah, I think there's a resonance in that too. And, mm. and I I mean, I'm splenic, right? So I'm like, I just live the just world know. in this weird, intuitive, kind of fluffy, <laughs> ambiguous existence. <laughs> like, So I, I really love experiencing new systems, new philosophies, new theologies, even just thoughts, you know, opinions and different perspectives that that have this unexplainable synchronicity to it. Yeah. To me, that's yeah. very like, mm, truth. There's truth in that. Mm -hmm. If there's a synchronicity that we did not control and we did not mastermind and yet it occurred anyway, right? It it gives me this, um, I think, just a deeper state of trust. Like there's so much occurring around us. I am, of course, being looked after, you know, to, to even look back at our, you know, on the simple point of like address numerology, we lived in a six house for 12 years and that's where I had all of my children, all of my children were born in that house. It was. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, you're like, of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, yeah. um, and we're currently living in a nine house and it has oh. been, yeah, tough, right? So we we have yeah. had. You can change it though. We can, I know, I've been researching this, okay, changing the numbers. We're in the you know process of changing house anyway. Um, but yeah, just the, the end, the completion of things in this house. Yes. It's a very social house. People want to come here. We often have people who are like, no, let's not meet out for coffee. I'll come to your place. I want to see you. All of a sudden family events are always at our house. Everybody is at our house. And yet, uh, you know, we had a pet die. My godfather died. Like my husband left his corporate career. I've gotten rid of four staff. It's just, there's a lot of like, Things I didn't finished. even know you were living in a nine when I used that as an example. I'm <laughs> yes, like, wow. I know. Yes. So just letting the universe know, I would like an eight house, please. After this, eight seems. Yo, here's the thing about the eight. So for those who are listening, who aren't familiar with numerology, eight is the only number that has to do with um, the material realm. So it is the number of money and it is the number of power. But here's the thing that you have to think about is that every number has a, a light and a shadow side mm. and the shadow side of the eight can be very, very intense. And of course you can change the address. Um, there are ways to do that where you change the energy of your house, but like the shadow of the eight is like so many people trying to like overpower you or like there are weird power dynamics at play. Like a lot of clients that I've had who've lived in eights and they're kind of like out of alignment or maybe experiencing the shadow. It's like, suddenly they have this like 
overbearing boss at work or this like strange, Mm -hmm. like thing that happens where they feel disempowered. Cause again, eight is all about power. So if you can think about the shadow side of power, but then again, if you're tapped into the positive side of the eight, you will manifest more money in an eight than you will at any other time. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's very magical, but it's all about using this as a tool to like get into alignment so that you can experience that, that, uh, light side of it. Right. And for you living in a nine, like nine is the number of death and ending. So there really just isn't a way to avoid completion and endings, but, um, so I don't want anyone listening here to think maybe you're in a shadow side of the nine, That it's just, <laughs> that is what the nine is. Just right? what the nine, that's how it rolls. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just kind of, you know, but the six is my favorite to live in just because it's so supportive of just a loving home life, mm. you know, and it's great for love too. Like a lot of times when I've um, met a partner or when I've fallen in love, I was living in a six. Mm. Yeah. The six is delicious in retrospect, yeah. you know, like it really, it really was a very nurturing family connected yeah. time. You know place what to live. though? I would say for manifestors, I think the one would be great for you to live in because the, the one is initiating. Mm. Well, the one is all about new beginnings. It's incredibly powerful, highly, highly creative. Um, the only like leader archetypes in numerology are besides the master numbers are one and eight. So it's similar to an eight, only different. So, you know, just to give kind of an example, like Steve Jobs was a one, mm. um, Martin Luther King, Tesla, uh, Miley Cyrus, Gwyneth Paltrow, Lady Gaga. So people who all initiated completely new things into the world. And that is part of the path of the one. And actually I've noticed in my own readings that a lot of my clients who our manifestors are also life path ones. Yes. So curious. I think there is an interesting link there um, because the mission is so similar. So I feel like maybe you trying a one could be cool because it would really support your initiations. Yeah. I'm going to add that to my little informing list and my <laughs> specific manifesting list that we got going on. I love that. I love yeah. that. And you can try like a month in a one, a month in an eight and just kind of see like, how does my energy feel in this? Like, what am I attracting in this energy? Right. And you have your whole cosmic code. Um, so cosmic code is the name of my book, but that's actually what I call like your whole numerology chart. Um, just your cosmic code. Um, but you have all your numbers. So you can kind of like look at your numbers and then kind of think, okay, what is it that could probably interact best with these? Right. Mm-hmm. So guys, just so you're aware, Caitlin sent me through a, kind of my whole numerology report before we jumped on this call. And I spent half an hour just tumbling <laughs> down the beautiful rabbit hole. And- it's 30 pages <laughs> long. So I was like, cause she's a manifester. So I was like, you don't need to read it. I didn't want to put pressure on her or tell her what to do, but I was like, but I just want you to like, kind of know what numerology is, you know, cause she was supposed to get my book, but it's not there. International yet. shipping. It happens. It happens. Yeah. I, I mean, firstly, if you're interested in numerology, if you're interested in numerology, jump to Caitlin's page and grab a report. But, um, I think that the other important point here is too, a lot of the manifesto experience gets spoken about with, and and I do personally speak about this a lot as well, just, just surrendering, right? Like Mm -hmm. just allowing whatever the creative urge is to come through and kind of just become accepting of the blindness 
and the unpredictability of our experience. Which is the hardest thing for us. It's the hardest thing to do. And so I have found that for my journey, um, I'm not particularly reliant on, on any tools. Even though I teach human design, I'm not solely yeah. reliant on human design either. I, I think that every system has value and every yeah. perspective has something to bring us. But I certainly have learned that there are tools that I can refer to regularly that help alleviate some of that uncertainty for me. Um, oh, yeah. You know, so I, I'm not hugely into astrology, but I get a natal chart read at the beginning of each year because it helps me to see like, what are some of the themes that are going to be coming up here? Does that resonate with me? Does that not? Um, I work closely with a channel who channels for our business and channels for me because it, it's, it's mostly just validation. Usually it just makes me feel like I'm not going crazy. These senses that I have. Um, And I feel like numerology is very much one of those things as well. So it's like, this is, it's not a system that's going to be here to tell you what to do or tell you where to go. It's not overriding you, but it can provide some substantive information about direction. Yeah. And I think it all comes down to discernment, right? Because I think, I believe that um, we have karma, but I also believe that we have free will. And then I also believe like we have these other baseline tools, right? Like knowing you're a manifester and how to work with that energy. Of course I could say, okay, yes, I'm a manifester, but fuck this. I want to work like a generator. And is that going to go well for me? No, Mm-mm. but I could do that. Right. And it's like, I think it's so important to remember that these are all tools for us to better our lives. So it's like, take what resonates and leave the rest. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the same way. Like I love human design. I love astrology. I love numerology. I love all these things, but, um, you know, when it comes to like my day-to-day life, it's not, I'm using these to help, help me make better decisions and help me to align with energy. But I think the, the moment that someone's like, I live my life by this, this is the absolute truth. That's when I'm like, okay, that's a little right. Because then that's almost disempowering you. Yeah. Instead of us using it as like a tool, it's like, I'm building a, I don't know, a table. I need a hammer. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I like to look at these things. And to be honest, like, you know, I check things when I need to, but the only thing that I like actually consistently live by are the numerological year cycles. Mm. And that's just like, when you live by those, you completely instantly come into alignment. And that's how I went from being like, you know, in such a down um, place of not having a home or like income or anything. Like I went through such a big rock bottom and then like coming into alignment was by following my year cycles and, you know, also using my life path. But, you know, even then it's like, you don't have to look at it every day. It's just like being aware, just like when you get a, a channel reading from someone on your business, like it's not something you're doing every day. You're just like, cool. Now I know that it's another tool in my subconscious that I can access when I need it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Can you tell us a bit about year numbers and, and what that means, how we can utilize that? Yeah. So each year there's a theme playing out for us and, you know, the best way to like hack your life is really just by charting your own year cycles. And there's a universal year cycle too. There's a universal year cycle that we're all going through. 2022 is a universal year six. Mm -hmm. That's because two plus zero plus two plus two equals six. Um, It's that simple. And so this is like very much a year of like, 
union and coming together, um, lots of relationship shifts, but there's also the shadow side of the six, which is like purging shame and like um, sexual shame coming to the forefront and things like that. Mm. But there's also a personal year cycle that our energy is interacting with every single year. And that's based on our birthday. And so there are nine year cycles and they repeat in a loop on and on and on throughout your whole life. Um, and for anyone listening, the year cycle you're in now, you were in the same year cycle in 2013. So I mm-hmm. highly, highly recommend going back through emails, going back through social media and seeing like, what were you doing in 2013 that you may be doing or dealing with in 2022? Because I guarantee there is a parallel. And when I sit down with people and I do um, chart year cycles, I mean, it's, it's so mind blowing that people are like, oh my God, I, I went through a breakup every time I was in this year cycle. <laughs> I moved cities every time I was in this year cycle. I started a job every time I was in this year cycle. And um, yeah, it's incredible. So there are nine year cycles and you can um, easily find the, the way to do that on my Instagram page. You can just check it out in my numerology story highlight. Um, I would say how to do it now, but I find that when you speak how to do math, people kind of shut Not off. the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can't, it can't conceptualize that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But basically you just add your, your birthday, your birth month, and then the current year. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a number. But, you know, again, like I have like every single year cycle described in depth for free on my, my Instagram page too. So I think definitely check that out. I will. I'm going to go do that yeah. exactly after this call because I'm yeah. fascinated <laughs> by this. And we have month cycles too. So there's like the overarching theme of the year. And then there are the month cycles that are playing out. And that's really when you can like change your life. And again, like it's, it's not just me. Like I've worked with so many people who have started following their numerology cycles. And suddenly it's like, they're not pushing against the current. It's like suddenly you come into this flow. And that was a thing that it did for me is that I felt like I was always going against the current somehow, you know, because of course we're thinking like what we want, right. Mm. What we want to happen right now, but the universe oftentimes has a different plan for us. And so when I could kind of break my year down into these, these 12 different sections of the the month cycles and be like, okay, like right now I'm in my month three, which is a time of socializing and meeting new people and communication. It's like suddenly today I like had this creative urge to make a meme, like a numerology (laughs) meme, which I've never done. (laughs) And I just was like, fuck it. And then all of a sudden I've been like way more chatty with people. I'm in LA, like all these meetings are starting to come up right now and it's very effortless, but I'm like, that's my focus for the month. Cause I know I'm in my year eight, which is power and I'm in my month three. So it's like, I got to talk more. I got to communicate more. I got to tap into my creativity, my self-expression, by the way, Holly is a life path three. So this is very much your kind of MO all the time. Yeah. I just live like this. Yes. (laughs) It's exhausting. Honestly, it's relentless. (laughs) I know, but oh my God, the life path three is such a beautiful life path. I have, um, I think I sent this to you, but I have these life path reels on my page where I, um, put together reels of all the notable people of all the life paths Yes, and you're in such good company. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like Ed Sheeran, Katy Perry, David Bowie, like the most artistic Mm -hmm. humans that have ever lived. Oh, Frida Kahlo. Frida Frida Kahlo. Yeah. She's in there. Yeah. Yeah, And Mm -hmm. yeah. And a manifester. So you're in such good company. Um, and again, like, it's so cool for me because I know what being a life path three entails and you're 
totally in alignment with that. Thank you. I'm glad to hear yeah. it. That's good. I talk a bit about, I, I mean, I don't think I've done it a lot publicly. I do it in my programs, but I talk a bit about this kind of experience that manifestors have with macro urges versus micro urges, right? That we mm. uh, often are under a banner of a macro urge in my experience. And what I've witnessed is that that tends to go for a year or so where oh. it's like, this is the big banner that we're under. This is the big umbrella. And we're kind of taking this journey in this energetic direction, but then we experience micro urges underneath that macro urge. Yeah, That's right? exactly the year cycle. That's so yes. interesting. That's what I was just thinking. I wonder how closely that lines up with the numerology year cycle. You know, yeah, you know it's interesting. Um, I don't know if you know Shaman Durek. Do you know? Yes, I do. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Shaman Durek's a good friend of mine, and um, you know there are he's trained as a shaman since he was you know seven, right? Mm. So long time. And um, there are shaman like year cycles too, like a yearly mm. trends that shamans know about. Yeah, like he knew COVID was going to happen when he was a kid but it wasn't called COVID. It's called like the blackout. And his, his book spirit hacking talks a lot about that. Um, but the point is I had a conversation with him about, um, the numerology year cycles and they completely totally lined up with everything he was taught, like with the shaman cycles. So yeah, there's definitely something to it. And again, because I've shared like the personal year cycles, the thing I'm the most passionate about in numerology, to the point where like I created a personal year cycle, like journal, which didn't exist before, which is crazy to me. Um, okay. Now you hear the helicopter. Now right? I can hear the helicopters. Okay. <laughs> yes. Y'all it's crazy here. Um, anyways, so I talk a lot about it. And so I get a lot of messages on it and people just like, it's so cool to see how people are just like really in alignment with their year cycles and the, yeah. the patterns that happen. And, you know, when you can understand your own patterns, you can pretty much hack your life to be whatever you want it to be. Right. And like, for me, that tool was the numerology year cycles, but for others, you know, maybe hacking your patterns just by studying your human design or studying the transits. But, you know, I, I've really dedicated my life to studying a lot of these. And the thing that I think is the most accurate hands down is the numerological year cycles. It's um. pretty, I mean, it's what literally has made me question if we live in a simulation because it just, do, it does not make sense that it's so incredibly accurate. I don't mm -hmm. understand how it is. One question about the year cycles. Mm -hmm. Is it a calendar year or is it like a Zodiac energy year? Mm, it's based off the calendar. Okay. So it is like January to December each year. Yeah. And some numerologists do it based off of your, from your birthday to your birthday. But for me, that doesn't make sense mathematically. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, I'm very like number, a numbers based person. Um, and I think also just growing up as a musician, because music is so mathematically based and like, you know, knowing like a major chord is like a one, three, five and things like that. Um, my, my mind just grad grad gravitates towards that. Um, so I do it based off, you know, January 1st is when the new year cycle starts, December 31st is when it ends. And that's how I do it for, um, everyone. And again, like some people are like, well, that's not the calendar we've always lived with or, you know, this and that, but that's the calendar the world operates on. And again, like that's the energy we're flowing with 
right now living in this like modern day society that follows a Gregorian calendar. Um, I also have studied the Mayan calendar very in depth and the Mayan cosmology. I had a woman um, who I studied with for two years who taught me a lot of that. Um, it's actually like the highest form of numerology, but even then, like that still does kind of also line up with numerology. So, um, I can't totally explain why it's so accurate, but it is. And I will say for anyone who maybe wants to dive into it, like, you know, it's one thing to read, like what each year cycle means, but it's a whole other thing when you start to chart your own patterns and you understand like, okay, so for example, year six is known as the marriage or divorce year. I've never seen anyone go into your six single and not fall in love or have lots of love opportunities presented to them. It just, it doesn't happen. Like that's what happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've done so many readings at this point, but you know, how you're experiencing year six may be different just based on like your own patternings. Right. So if you can go and look at like, what was I doing in that year six, you might find that there's a different pattern, but it's always in that year. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So like, even for me, I always go through breakups in year fours and four is not like a breakup number by any means. It is the number of foundations though. And so for me, that's like kind of indicative of the fact that like, I've definitely built foundations in romantic relationships that were not stable, that were not, you know, I wasn't meant to build foundations there. So, you know, a four comes around and I've gone through breakups in my last two, four years. So um, you know, the descriptions, I mean, I guarantee they'll definitely, you'll have those themes, but it's important that when you chart your cycles, you can understand even deeper how your energy interacts and, and what's happening. It's so fascinating. I think what really resonates for me is that, um, numerology feels incredibly supportive of the mystery of the manifestor experience that, uh, I feel that we we often have this sense that we're like misunderstood. We're kind of lone wolves. Like n- nobody gets us. We don't know what we're doing. Other people don't know what we're doing. Um, when the truth that I believe is that we are incredibly deeply supported, very very much yeah. so. It's just often by things that we're not seeing. That's all. It's, oh yeah, right. It's not the physical structure in front of us or around us that is supportive. It's the source energy that we're we're connected to that drives us. We were saying before this call how it's um, so peaceful for manifestors to be in nature, right? And I think it is this drawing back to the purity of that rhythm, the purity of that energy that grounds us, that brings us very quickly back into peace. Um, And things like looking at, um, you know, the year of your numerology and the month and, you know, your life path and all of these things, I feel like there's just an opportunity here for manifestors to have that sense of, yeah. oh, if I can understand this, I'll, I'll see I'm actually not alone. This is not yeah. happening to me. I am on this experience for me, you know, from the, the beautiful Eckhart Tolle, that everything is happening for me. And there is a support system in place. There is a pattern. There is a rhythm yes. that's holding me up here. I just need to see it. Yeah. But that's the thing is that like so many things to us seem so random until we put it together. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how many times, even just like, let's take numerology off the table. Like how many times have you had experiences where you're like, that was weird. Okay. That was weird. And then all of a sudden, like you look back and you're like, oh my God, it all makes sense. It all connects. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And numerology, like the year cycle does that. And again, like it's, 
for me, like you were saying, it's an energy that surrounds us, right? Like, even though we're creators and we're initiators as manifestors, like we're co-creating with the universe. Mm -hmm. Like our initiations, I think come from a divine source, whatever you want to call it, God, universe, Jesus, whatever it is that resonates with you. It's like, our ideas are too brilliant to have just come from like our, you know, feeble human monkey minds. Like, right. (laughs) Right. Yes. Like I'm sure everyone listening has initiated something like, how did I do that? You know, it's like the greatest high. Um, and so, you know, numerology just is like, here's the energy around you. Here's the energy of your house. Here's the energy of like your year. And again, like when you think about it, we live in a numeric system. Our entire world is based off of numbers. And I think, again, this is what, how it just resonates so deeply. Like there's not a day that goes by where you're not working with numbers, you know, like you pay for something numbers, you go out, you see, you know, six, 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 seven, seven, seven on the license in front of you, you, you know, our, our iPhones, our computers, it's all based off coding, like on Instagram, how many likes, you know, it's just, it's endless. Everything is based off mathematical equations and sacred geometry and all these things in the universe. And I mean, why not, why not like use that to your advantage as a Mm -hmm. tool? Right. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, take it, take it or leave it if it resonates, but it's just, God, when you can hack your patterns, when you understand them, it just blows your mind on a whole new level, just like it did for you. when you're like, Oh my God, the address numerology, like this is crazy. Right. And it's just like, how, how is it so accurate? But it just, it is. Yes. I am going to happily continue jaunting down this path (laughs) for quite some time and seeing what it can bring me. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and your insight and especially your experience with that. I love, 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 love hearing uh, firsthand experience from three lines because you're just so authentic about it. It's so genuine. It's so real because you lived it. You've lived it. It's not... You know, there's no bullshit <laughs> no it's not intellectual it's like this is I I live through the depths of this so let me show you what I've what I've learned from that and I love I love just um the wisdom the wisdom of the threes from that life experience so thank you thank for bringing you. it along well, of course you like threes because you're a life path three yeah exactly I know, like, like, I I resonate with you guys you little adventurous souls it's good yeah we don't, we're tired though like I don't know a three five on the planet who's not like fuck I am so tired you like, are you're all tired yeah yeah it gets exhausting I'm like okay can I just like have stability just a little bit, just a little stability. You know what I mean? And it's like, even when you find the stability, you know, you get past the three into the five, then all of a sudden there's the projections that come in. Like, oh my God, it's just such a roller coaster. <laughs> Any three fives out there, we love you. You guys are doing great. Keep on keeping on there. Take Send a Send me a message if, you if you're a three five on Instagram. <laughs> we can commiserate together. We need we need like a little community just for the three fives. You guys oh my God. <laughs> need to no, love I on each other. We do. We do. we. I feel like the three five needs the most help. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and the most um, encouragement, I think, and reflection from yeah. other people around you to say. It's all right. You're not messy. You're not chaotic. You're not failing. You're enigmatic and you're adventurous and you're effervescent and it's beautiful. So keep going and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I love watching it. Thank you for, I'm going to put that, like, I'm going to write that in my notes. (laughs) Take it. You're enigmatic. You're adventurous. (laughs) You're amazing. Three, five. 
remember that the next time something's not working for you, right? <laughs> Which is literally like I'll experience like waves of like 10 waves of that in a day. And I'm like, why are these things just like blowing up around me? I didn't do anything. Ah, <laughs> oh, the threes. I love yeah. you. Thank you so much for being here and joining us with all of this. It's just been so delicious and beautiful and I've loved it. I've got a big smile on my face. Um, (laughs) How how can people connect with you, get involved with your work? Is there anything that you're doing that you would like to share with people? Yeah. um, So I am really active on Instagram. So it's just at Carehart. Um, that's my last name. So K-A-E-R-H-A-R-T. There's so much numerology content on there that you can just really dive into. And if you want to go any deeper, um, I just launched numerology reports. Um, so like full personality profiles that are 30 pages long with all the numbers you really need to know. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm also working on music. Um, I have some new songs coming out in the next, by the time this comes out, I'll have yes. another song out. So it's not like up to me what song comes out right now, but like it's come, it's coming out <laughs> with the, the team's going to figure it out. But yeah. And again, like I'm, I'm also working on courses, um, which I hopefully will have out by June, I think is when this comes out. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's just, there's so many things I'm working on, but as a manifester, it's like, you know, you start those initiations and then you're like, okay, I need the team to like bring it to fruition. And it's, it's, um, yeah, but I'm really excited about the reports just because now I feel like the freedom to be able to talk about anything numerologically and people can easily access without doing the math. You know, it's like, imagine talking about being a manifester and people couldn't access their charts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just so happy to, to have birthed that. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Caitlin is definitely worth following. I've learned so much about numerology, just, <laughs> just from like browsing through your stuff. And I love the way you explain things. It's very direct. It's very simple, very practical, and very clear. So if people are wanting to dive into numerology um, or even just sharing the experience of the space of a beautiful three, five emotional manifester, definitely go and follow Kaylin. We'll have all of the links. Of course, everything will be in the show notes, but um, thank you. Thank you for taking your time and spending it with us and sharing with us. We're so grateful to have had you for the last hour. No, I'm just so grateful to be able to speak to another manifester. And like I said, like I've found such support in your community um, and made a lot of friends just in the comments, like people actually like have their phone number and we talk often and it's, it's just so great to feel like safe to share. Um, so I just like really appreciate everything that you're doing and, and you having me on and anyone who's here manifestors, like come into my DMS. Cause I, I want all the manifestors <laughs> around me. I just love being able to like connect and share and feel like, Oh, like people get it. Like they, we all have like such a similar experience, even though we're all so unique, you know? And I think that's really beautiful. Open informing from Caitlin guys. You've been informed. You can connect with her. You can jump in her DM and speak to her. I wasn't (laughs) even trying to inform. (laughs) You've all been informed. You all know now. (laughs) Well, you have a beautiful day. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. 
If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at the Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.